This is a quick disclaimer. Although the wise investor is trying to educate people on personal finance, what we talk about on the show is not actually financial advice for your personal and unique situation. Before trying to do anything with your money, always consult a professional. Hey, this is Anthony. And I'm Sal. And you're listening to the Wise Investor Podcast, where we help Canadians become more financially literate one post at a time. This is What They Did Not Teach You in School. This episode of the podcast was recorded on May 16th, 2018. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of What They Did Not Teach You in School. We got Sal Longo joining me today and yours truly. We're going to be talking a little bit about um, uh, some things in regards to interest rates for those looking to get a mortgage this summer, whether they're renewing their mortgage or purchasing their first or second property. It's important to know what's happening in their interest rate environments right now. Also, we're going to be talking about an interesting article that came out. We're going to put the link in the bio. Globe and Mail, they did an article on some interesting, well, how would you call it, motivations for how bank advisors, advisors give advice to bank customers. We're going to be talking about some things that you should know that came and surfaced from this article and how you could be aware of this and educated so that you don't make any mistakes when going into a retail branch. Make sense? Uh, yes. It makes right. a lot of sense. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what's happening right now. TD just lowered their variable rate, interest rate mortgage. So we saw a day ago, there was an article saying that TD lowered the variable rate uh, more on their mortgages. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that the interest environment is going down. Uh, it just means that maybe TD, because there's a lot of competition, TD wanted to remain competitive they're they're also you know obviously trying to get business so by lowering their rate they're hoping that more people will you know get a mortgage with them now interesting enough you mentioned the only mortgage that they're lowering the rate on is the variable one so let's talk a little bit about that real quickly the difference between a variable rate and a fixed rate mortgage so fixed rate mortgage is when you lock in a contract for a certain predetermined period of time in order to get the same rate so let's say the rates 3.6 percent you lock it in for a certain term it could be one two three four five six as high as ten years and you lock in that rate for that period of time so if you lock in the most common is a five-year fixed rate mortgage so you lock it in with the bank at 3.6 percent and no matter what happens in the markets or whatever the case is you get honored that rate 3.6 percent for five years the pros of that is that if interest rates go up or the government lending prime rate goes up you don't your rate doesn't go up but also if rates go down then you have to stay at that higher rate and you want to explain what a variable rate mortgage is yeah, so the variable rate mortgage is typically linked to that underlying Bank of Canada rate, and there's a whole calculation for that, but it's pretty much the opposite. So if rates go up, your variable rate will continue to climb as the underlying rate that the bank uses to determine it will move. So there's more risk with the variable rate, but on the in the long run, because you're 
taking on that risk that interest rates can rise, they typically are lower typically. over the course of time. Yeah, there's a lot of studies on that you guys should look into. Yeah, so the variable rate is always based on like an equation, usually prime plus or minus a certain percentage point. Usually it's minus a certain percentage point. So if the Bank of Canada increases the prime rate, then your mortgage rate overnight will go up. Yeah, prime is another calculation. I think part of it is is the Bank of Canada rate, but the, each bank has their own way of like yeah having their prime rate. Yeah, yeah exactly. So what has happened over the last couple of weeks is that TD Bank and I think RBC and CIBC, they increased their fixed rate mortgage. But over the last couple of days, TD Bank lowered their variable rate mortgage. So there's a couple of things that you should extract out of this. One is like what Sal said, they TD Bank probably was you know not being as competitive with their fixed rate mortgage. So they wanted to reduce the variable. But also is maybe they want people to get the variable rate because as a bank, they don't want to lock in people with a lower interest rate, correct? Because they want to maximize profits. So maybe they're keeping the fixed rate high because they are predicting potentially um, higher uh, interest rates in the in the coming like couple years. But they're lowering variable because it protects them, it keeps them competitive. But it also protects them that if interest rates go up, they'll still be protected if customers were to... So- go with the variable. That's a great point. And one thing we want to summarize here for those of us watching is the banks ultimately, although they call themselves advisors, they are ultimately money generators. We know a lot of us know that they make, you know, eight billion plus per year. Profit. Profit. Eight billion net profit. income. Now every bank is different. Like I know <laughs> RBC and T D are bigger and we'll actually come back with some numbers on how much the banks each bank made last year that'd be pretty interesting to see net income after all their expenses but what what i'm trying to communicate here is that banks are ultimately drivers of sales and of business and revenue even though they're giving you advice and they're lowering an interest rate here or there what they're actually trying to do is get you to buy or you know consume get their product the bank in a way is like the casino because they always win they do always win. So what we're trying to extrapolate from these lower variable rate is not a conspiracy theory, but it's always good to be a, a savvy consumer and say, hmm, they're lowering the variable rate. Interest rates have been going up in this environment. Can it continue to go up? And if it does continue to go up, who's winning near the bank? Well, the bank would win because uh, you're going to be charged getting paid, paying more interest unless if you locked in, you'd be paying the same amount of interest if, if rates went up. So, so it's they, win every, they win anyway. They win anyways, but they can, in theory, lose if you get a fixed rate and, and rates increase very high. So they can lose. You can, you're playing against the bank, essentially. Mm-hmm. But it's always good for those of you that think, you know, variable is cheaper, why not lock it in? Well, you know, if rates continue to go up, as we've been seeing in this environment, you can potentially lose over the time point of the matter is is be careful just because something seems good does not mean that it always is and use a trusted advisor you know we're in this all the time that's why we know these kinds of things and we could it's really case by case is is anthony should i be in a fixed or variable rate mortgage it really matters on your personal situation and there's no blanket statement or advice that i could give to everybody so if you have any questions about your own uh, mortgage situation free feel free to dm us um, we do offer mortgages and consulting when it comes to lending. So, 
So let's get into that article. I think it's a good segue. Yeah, you want to pull it out? It. You want to pull it out there, or sure. we we got it through memorization? Yeah, I think we have it memorized. But I'll pull it up just. For so I'm going to give some history because Sal and I both worked at TD Bank, and we're not. We are not by any means necessary making downgrading how like talent at the banks or anything like that we have people that are friends of ours that still work at td we're not saying this but there's there's a lot of good and bad apples at every institution so what we want you to look out for are the bad apples at these institutions so two years ago an article came out about td bank in particular i don't know why it was always td bank but they did a study at td bank and there was really predatory sales that were happening there where people were getting pushed especially the tellers if any of you guys go to tellers anymore when you go in they're always trying to sell you something whether it be a visa card or a savings plan or a new product right and it's not necessarily because that's in your best interest to get those products but it's because they are pressured heavily and their income is and bonuses in promotion ability, up the corporate ladder to keep their job is heavily dependent on the fact that they sell these products and usually these products roll out in campaigns so every like couple months there's a certain product that management or corporate is pushing on the employees to sell and if you don't sell it to people sometimes you got to sell it to people that don't necessarily need it so this article recently came out and it's a new study um, with the new laws and regulations that are uh, being implemented in Canada in regards to transparency and a fiduciary responsibility sure for advisors to give to their clients. This new article came out in regards to the advice that you are getting at branches. Do you so want to elaborate in on it? In particular, uh, what this article is saying is the Financial Consumer Agency of Canada. And they're there as a regulator to ensure that, you know, people in Canada, customers of Canada that are buying financial products or investing in financial products or using bank accounts in different financial services are being protected they've done an audit on the banks in canada there wasn't one in particular that they called out like the other article but what they're saying is that banks have in some way shape or form have increased the amount of unsuitable products that consumers has taken so what does this mean so it means that they fought the financial consumer agency of canada found that people were in the wrong mutual fund that they shouldn't have been Maybe it was too risky for their needs. They had an extra account that they really didn't need and they're paying fees for, mortgages that they didn't really need. And or there's credit cards credit that cards. they didn't even apply for. There was Yeah, credit cards that they didn't apply for, meaning that your credit limit on your credit card could have increased without you have actually been in the bank, in the branch. And it's that, that's these are not you know representative of everyone that works at the banks. Like Anthony says, there are great knowledgeable competent and trustworthy people that work at the banks i've worked with them i've worked there myself there are people that have your best interests at heart but it goes without saying that always kind of keep your guard up and you need to make sure you're working with the right people we and say it all the time and i think this comes from like a systemic problem because you have to you you should know how the branch network works at banks right most people get promoted from a teller position to a financial service representative position in the branch early on in their year, in their in their career, sometimes two, three years in the business, right? And these financial service people disguise themselves as advisors when like legally they're not allowed to give you financial advice. 
So those when you walk into a branch and you go, I need to open up a bank account or I want to invest money, most times, you know, seven times out of ten, you're sitting down with one of these financial representatives that are not do not do the necessary tests and accreditation to be advisors and legally are not allowed to give you financial advice, but usually do give financial advice. Yeah, so part of the article is the it's the mindset, right? So when you're going into a bank, you may someone might be titled advisor, and that's what the uh, financial consumers consumer agency said. But they should actually be t- titled salesperson. Not that the person is bad, but they're they're vendors of financial products. The banks are working to for their shareholders to maximize profits. And when you work for your shareholders, you're working for people that are concerned about profitability of the bank and they're not always working for their customer. Now, any sort of service industry, you know, part of the why they're going to work every day is, you know, to increase their sales or do well in business and we get that. That's just business. But what's important is to know who you're working with. Anthony's saying, are they credible? Ask the person you're dealing with that's giving you this advice, what kind of accreditation do you have? Right. I'm like, well, how long have you been working at the bank? Do you have my best interests? You know, and, and legally, they're not obliged to uh, do what is in your best interest because they are sales representatives of the bank, right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I want to talk about as you go up the system, like the tiered system of advisors at the bank, what they can what people can expect do you have anything else you wanted to say about the predatory like sales and that kind of stuff yeah the last the last thing i just wanted to touch on is that the banks um should be titled as retail shops and they should be known to be one option people go to the bank thinking that's the only way or only place you can go to for advice to get good financial planning or whatever the case is but realistically, just because you have one relationship with one bank doesn't mean that you can't go to independent firms, independent financial advisors that have more accreditations or are more well-known and reputable in their industry. So keep shopping, keep your mind open, just like you wouldn't go to one clothing store for all your clothes because there's a sale or better products elsewhere. Don't just think just because you go to one bank, you're going to get all your advice from one person. And the moral of the story for me is just the retail branches are retail, right? And they don't necessarily have the best people working there because systemically those people get promoted to the brokerage level and wealth management level of advice. So after you, after the retail branch, most people get promoted up into either financial planning positions, wealth manager positions, insurance rep positions, or mortgage rep positions. And these are on the brokerage level. And pretty much what a brokerage is is where you have your own set of clients and you're not necessarily restricted to the certain rules and campaigns that are being introduced at the retail level. So you want to give some examples of like, brokerage brokerages you're at a real estate brokerage yes so brokerages there's real estate brokerages basically you're you're more independent and you have you have more flexibility as to how the advice that you're giving to clients usually you're more accredited as well more accredited on more experience right yes and the pros and cons of being at the brokerage level well Usually, you have to make sure that the person that you're dealing with is not, you know, if they're 100% on commission, sometimes they make 
desperation they try to make desperation sales and stuff like that you know but typically if you're with a sound and ethical brokerage advisor they're going to be trying to represent you and your best interests sure the point of it is there's so many good advisors out there outside of the bank do your research shop and interview people just like when i'm in i'm in real estate and we get interviewed all the time for, you know, if, if you want to sell your house, you typically don't just call one realtor. I mean, some people do, but, you know, you want to interview a couple different options, see what people can give to you. And that's the same when you're investing your money or opening up a bank account. Interview different people. Inter- interview that independent person. You know, nothing, nothing's really going to hurt you unless you do your research. If you were interviewing a brokerage advisor... What would be the number one characteristic that you'd be looking for? Well, I would I would look for, you know, knowledge and competency. And if people have done business with that person before, to see how trustworthy they are. For me, it would be ethics. Because, you know, even if someone's early on in their career, if they're ethical, that's somebody that you'd want to, that I'd rather work with than somebody who's competent. That's right. But the hard part about that is it's very difficult to just on a survey or meeting with someone at one point, one interview to say, oh, this guy's ethical. True. How you can measure ethics is typically by if they've been doing good business or good work and services for other people. And, uh, you know, if you know them or have a relationship with them, that's why a lot of the time... I work with a lot of clients that know me or, you know, know That's me through is. someone else because is. they trust me. They know I'm not, you know, going to, I'm going to have their best interests at heart and not going to be out there just for my own needs. Yeah. So, so true. Thank you very much for this week's episode. Next week, we have Joey Tomaselli, who's a mortgage broker. He's going to be on the show talking to us about the mortgage process, things that you should be looking for over the next six months as all these things are happening in the interest rate environment. Um, and he's a pretty funny guy to talk to when uh, talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I'm going to try and... Uh, <laughs> he, does a, he does a podcast called Maple Leaf Talk or something like that. So I'm sure I'll get him going about how the Leafs lost so badly to Boston this year. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for t- tuning in, guys. Until next time. Don't leave me hanging, Sal Longo. <laughs>